says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Young ostensibly a baseball podcast. This is the A Block. Tonight is Tuesday, April the 5th. 2022 coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my hot take for tonight has is like a dual college basketball and baseball hot take. Okay, and it's a little convoluted, so bear with me. Uh, the College basketball championship was last night, um, and Kansas beat somebody else. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. Is that because it started at 9 o'clock local time for you? Agreed. On Monday night, which I've got a problem with. I I mean, no, that doesn't matter. It always starts at 9 o'clock. I just don't like college basketball. Anyway, Kansas. Would you like it better if it was at 6? UConn. I would like – No. Yeah, I probably would like it less. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, drinking has a lot to do with that, probably. <laughs> um, but the so Kansas won, um, and and college basketball is interesting, right? And same with college football because it's like you win the championship and then all your best players go to the NFL. And herein lies my hot take, right? Is I think as an anti-tanking measure, Major League Baseball needs to put in place a option for the team that wins the World Series, like their five best players can then be scooped kind of like rule five draft style by other teams, you uh, know, somehow. Um, that's so it's like that's you, it. you win the World Series and then you lose all your best players. That's How is that anti-tanking? Yeah, that's (laughs) what's that? That's pro tanking. That will incentivize not winning the World Series. You think? Yeah, then you lose all your best players. That it's like a redistribution of wealth. You know what I mean? Because the Dodgers just like keep buying players and players and players, and it's like, oh, after they win the World Series in 2020, quote unquote win the world series like yeah, then, then you know the baltimore orioles get walker bueller and then the marlins get mookie betts and you know that's but then the marlins have to pay mookie betts a salary but then right. the marlins give mookie betts to the yankees for five dollars and a pair of socks oh yeah right <sighs> well not anymore because Derek jeter's gone i actually i actually think jeter well ooh. We talked about this. I'm curious that Gita left because the Marlins are like, we need to try to win baseball games. And Gita was like, what? Or, or hear me out, we could just give players to the Yankees. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Sam, I disagree with you. I think, I think your plan would convince everyone to not win the World Series because then you have to give up all your best players. Right. But if you think about it, it's like also you win the World Series, right, which is like a huge amount of revenue from the team, and then you don't have to pay your best players. You restock. Right. 
Interesting. It's like you get a bunch of money in and then you get a bunch of money off the books the next season. What if we went FIFA rules though? What if with relegation? Relegation, yeah. I I I still say relegate the Baltimore Orioles to triple A. Yeah, maybe. And then recruit like the Durham Bulls or the Charlotte Knights or someone like I that. I just it's like the triple A teams, there needs to be like a whole separate like B league. Because you can't just be like, okay, the Orioles are triple A now, because then who's their major league affiliate, you know? Right. Does their triple A team immediately become a major league team? No, because that team would be worse than the Baltimore Orioles in theory, you know. <laughs> Wait, who are the Orioles AAA team? That's an interesting question. I don't know. That's the Hagerstown Barbarians. Um, I uh, wish they were the Hagerstown Barbarians. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> also joining us, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Uh, it's going okay, Joel. I got quiet there because I'm trying to desperately to think of a hot take. How's the weather? Weather here in Seattle, I'm coming at you from regular old Seattle, where we've had quite blustery weather. It's been very strange, strange weather. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, my hot take is probably this has been one of the hardest years for comedy in the last decade. We lost Norm McDonald, and then uh, Louis C.K. won a Grammy for Best Comedy Album for making jokes about jerking off in front of people. Dang, I didn't even. Think oh, he did. He won a Grammy. Yeah. Holy shit! Although that Grammy was you know, among my hot tapes, that Grammy award was like one of the most well-produced award shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't know anything about producing an award show, but it all looked really good, and it ran, went smoothly. Interesting. And after right. the debacle, that was the. Yeah, actually, that's my hot take. That was the bet. The, the direction of the Grammy Awards was one of the greatest displays of perform of a well, award show directing i've seen recently especially after the debacle that was the oscar academy awards yeah you which looked like total garbage and then they in the last minute they were like will smith go up and hit chris rock our ratings are terrible <laughs> right did anyone did like justin bieber like smack anybody no, but the performances were all like well touted. Like everybody was, they were critically lauded. You know, everybody was pretty into it. And it, I don't know, it all looked pretty good. And I was sort of, I didn't watch the whole thing actually. I mean, I didn't watch all of the Oscars. I did happen to see the slap, oh. which was very exciting to actually see live. It felt like yeah, it felt like a nine eleven moment. You know, it was like this is a moment. <laughs> You're not like, the first person to say that. That's fucked up. <laughs> Never forget. Never, I will never, never forget, forget where, I where I was when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. In fact, yeah, I imagine that on my deathbed, I'll remember where I was more than I'll remember where I was on 9 11. Maybe that's my hot take. Oh man, yeah, no. So, who was the big winner at the Grammys? I don't know, yeah. Jean Baptiste. Jean Baptiste won some big stuff, yeah. He, he won five Grammys, I think. I didn't watch him. I just read a recap. Um, and I have no idea who John Baptiste is. So that was fun. He's like, who's good? He's real sweet. He seemed nice. I liked him. 
I thought uh, Questlove had a funny like trip through that whole thing because he was the guy that got the award that Chris Rock announced, and then he won some other award. He was up there doing another thing at the Grammys. He was talking about laughing about it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, pop culture fodder. Yeah, Questlove has done a good job of like reinventing himself for his. He's he's maintained a, a very respectable career in the music yeah. industry, I have to say, which is not an easy thing to do. Like he's got the in of like, oh yeah, you're a really good like producer and musician, and you're on, you know what? It's not Jimmy Fallon, is that? Yeah, he's got like a day job playing music. Yeah, as pseudo like pseudo celebrity day job playing music. He's also like a well respected musician and producer, and now a filmmaker. He, mm-hmm. He's halfway to an EGOT. He is halfway to an EGOT. That's a good call. Yeah. What is that? That was Black Woodstock. Is that what he did? Yeah. Or I don't. Summer of Soul, I believe, is what it was called. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Uh. My name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Uh. Thanks everybody for listening. My hot take is I'm going to read this Bob Nightingale tweet. Uh, from two hours ago. Cool opening day story. Left-handed pitcher Tanner Banks, age 30, who spent eight long years in the minors, was just informed that he made the White Sox opening day roster. And my hot take is, yeah, cool story, Bob. That means that, like, literally all the White Sox pitchers are fucking hurt. (laughs) His good news is, is your bad news. Exactly. We got Lance Lynn with a with a yet to be disclosed knee injury, and we got Garrett Crochet, who who is very good and was supposed to be a key member of our bullpen, going with Tommy John. So he's out. He's done. Alito <laughs> got shelled the other day in spring. Yeah, and Keichel is trash. Everybody's. I could have told you that before. Real bad right now. Giolito's an opening day starter. And, you know, really, my question is can the White Sox cobble together a pitching staff? And I don't know if they can. You know who else we signed? Your boy, John Cueto. Yeah. <clears throat> Johnny Cueto is now a member of the Chicago White Sox, which I love. Like, I fucking yeah, love that guy's, Like That guy's the man. I'm excited. But Johnny Cueto is now a member of the Chicago White Sox. I think it's a perfect fit. We got How's Michael Kopech looking? We got Graveman. I mean, we still have Liam Hendricks. We traded. You have a nasty bullpen still, don't you? I mean, Liam Hendricks and and uh, what's his butt? Fucking Graveman. Graveman, yeah, Graveman, Kimbrel. We traded. I mean, no, Kimbrel's. Oh, you traded Kimbrel. Traded Kimbrel for AJ Pollock. Was like on paper we have a nasty bullpen. I'm just not feeling confident right now. You picked the White Sox to win the AL Central, I'm sure. Yeah, easily. I think the AL Central. Mostly because I don't respect anybody else in the AL Central. We talked about that last week. Uh, I'm not particularly high on the White Sox, but people are talking about the Twins. I don't buy the Twins being good this year. I don't. 
I, I think the Tigers are going to surprise some folks. Uh, but I, I think the White Sox, it's, we talked about this on the episode last week. It's their division to lose still. All right. I think the Guardians could be really bad, like historically bad. Uh, so, so anyway, shout out to uh, what's your name? Tanner Bjork. Let's see, I already forgot that guy's name. Tanner oh, Bjork. Making this, making, that made the team. That made the team. Yeah. I'm sure he's listening. Oh, yeah. Tanner Banks. Like, subscribe, review. Shout out. Shout out. Come uh, on, show. Speaking of shout outs, thanks to everybody who listened to our episodes last week. We did do two divisions last week. We did the NL East and the AL Central. Uh, however, I want to point out. Sam reviewed the NL East last week, and that was before all the drama in the Mets pitching staff. Oh, right. Because now uh, DeGrom's hurt. Yeah. And somebody else, too. Aren't they? Well, Scherzer was questionable to make the opening day start. There was talk of... Right. It's Scherzer's hurt, too. Yeah, he's questionable, and Degrom's out. Out for like a while. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. They got Chris mess, Bassett. Man, yeah, Ty Walker, Chris Bassett, Cookie Carrasco. Yeah, they could. They, that 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 rotation could hold it down. I think. Yeah, I got. Did I, you pick I, them to win the division? No. No. Who'd you pick? I, oh shit! I guess I, I just gotta go listen to the whole damn episode. Yeah, you just. <laughs> the Braves. I think the Braves win the division. Okay. All right. Um, because that again, it's the Braves division to lose, so right, you guys like to say that, yeah, basically, yeah, exactly. I just, I just don't see any of the other teams in the, in the NL East improving enough to really like be for sure call them as the winners of the division. And if that's the case, I'm just gonna go with the Braves because they've won it every year for like four years now. I'm thinking about that. Huh? I'm curious about the Nats. Yeah, not me. Not you. Nat, Nat Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Wordplay. Yeah, no, that was good. good. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Exactly. Yeah, I need validation. Hello <laughs> to all our listeners from last week. Lentwood, California, Chicago, Illinois, San Jose, California, Ashburn, Virginia, FBI still listens to this podcast. Champaign, Illinois, Providence, Rhode Island, Barcelona, Spain, LA, Moscow, just for Dania. Stop invading other countries, please. Stop committing war crimes. Stop committing war crimes. God damn if it. It's, if it's not too much trouble. I mean, everybody should stop committing war crimes. Let's just say that. <laughs> exactly. Just across the board, let's just stop doing war crimes, people. Can we, can't, isn't that just like the lowest ball? You'd think so. Among them. Among it. it Colorado it. Springs, Colorado, Sacramento, California, Lindenville, Vermont, San Francisco, Indianapolis, Portland, Oregon, Brisbane, Australia. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. 
You can also check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are 16 minutes into this. We're going to talk about Sam's favorite division. The biggest yeah, that's right. division, the most is it, is, Wait, is it your favorite division or does it just contain your favorite team? Yeah, well, same goes. Is it really? Yeah. That's an interesting question. I mean, I don't, can't think of another division that I even really care about, so. Right. It's not I mean, like I'm like, oh, that NL West is like, I'm really loving the NL West this year, you know. But I'm like a, I'm a Giants fan and then a Mariners fan and like, but I'm not, I wouldn't, I guess I'm more used to watching those divisions, but every year I think a different division gets me more excited. Like sometimes the NL Central is great fun. Yeah, but it's sometimes bad. it's not. Yeah, sometimes it's the I, East. I would yeah. say that you picked the wrong division to say. It's okay, yeah, okay. So maybe that was the best example. But, but it kind of is, you know, sometimes the NL Central is fun to watch. Uh, all right, you're sticking to it. I mean, I guess I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't, I'm a Mariners fan, like, top, top, go, go Mariners, but I wouldn't say the AL West is my favorite division as a result. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, like, I, I hate like, the Astro, Astros, A's, and Angels, essentially, and pretty much the Rangers. So, like, I kind of hate every other team right. in <laughs> the West. So, instead, so, like, like reason there, the AL like, AL West is my actually your least favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, I, uh, you know, I'm a guy, I just grew up a Red Sox fan. And so, and you know, the, like the division title used to mean like the, it used to mean so much more than it kind of does now. Um, or at least maybe that's the way it felt to me as a kid, but you know, the, the battle for the division title was, it used to be a wild card. So it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, I hear you. Um, anyway, <clears throat> I feel like if you follow a team, you get enmeshed kind of in the division they play in. Because That's you're true. Seeing, you're seeing so much, you know, 19 games a year or whatever. That's, yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, Mike Trout play a lot, a, a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> the American League East is even more stacked this year. So buckle up. Because the shit's going to be crazy. Um, the Blue Jays are going all in. The Red Sox have finally made their first real big money acquisition since uh, High and Bloom took the reins. The Yankees believe that they're good enough to win it all, despite, despite not making any improvements, really, for, for some reason. Uh, the, Devil, the Devil Rays continue to play a different kind of baseball than the rest of the league, and that's it. Just kidding. Uh, the Orioles also play in the division. <laughs> They're going to be terrible. Um, I predict the AL East will be the best division in the AL this year, if not the whole league, and at least three teams will make the playoffs, if not four. Um, with the new, <clears throat> with the new uh, wild card rules. So <clears throat> here it is. Uh, I'm going in. I'm going in order. The, my prediction for the division is the Red Sox are going to win the division, then the Rays, then the Blue Jays, then the Yankees, then the Orioles, uh, and I'm going to go through each team in that order. So we're going to start with the Red Sox, and the Red Sox are going to win the division this season. 
And I know that you guys are scoffing at me right now, being all like, what about the Blue Jays? What about the Yankees? What about the Rays? And I'm going to get further into that when I talk about those teams. But the main reason the Red Sox are going to win the division this season is because of their depth uh, and redundancy at almost every single position. Um, No other team in the East or maybe even the American League has the same kind of depth that the Red Sox are uh, putting on the field right now. We have six players on the roster who can play multiple positions, and that doesn't count uh, JBJ, who can play all three outfield positions, give gold glove caliber defense. Um, And the same can be said about uh, Verdugo, except for not the gold glove caliber defense. Um, uh, We have probably the strongest catcher, tandem catcher duo in Major League Baseball. uh, And we're carrying six starting pitchers into the regular season with two more Uh, on the IL that are going to return around mid-season. The biggest weakness is probably the bullpen, which is still better than last year when they they managed to win 92 games. Um, Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Hawk are expecting to make strides forward in their, uh, after their impressive rookie seasons. And we have this kid, Cutter Crawford, um, who is he's a rookie this year. He's a pitcher and he's, you know, he, he projects as a starter, but they're going to have him in the bullpen. He throws, he had a really impressive spring and he throws a high nineties fastball. Obviously our biggest acquisition in the off season was Trevor story. Who's going to play second base for us, uh, which is going to drastically improve the defense in the infield. Um, and allow Kike Hernandez to spend almost full time in center field, which is going to improve our defense in the outfield. So we've improved in all phases of the game, uh, <clears throat> and we have like we have depth to spare. Like we have we have bodies to spend. Um, and that's what I have to say about the Reds. Now is Chris Sale starting the season on the IL? Yeah, the 60-day IL. They're looking for him to come back probably June, and then uh, with big, with big maple. Yeah, yeah. James Paxton. He's recovering from Tommy John, and that's yeah, probably supposed- sometime in July. Oh, uh, wow. you guys can hang around till then. So, who's your will? Yeah. Uh, we got Nate Evaldi uh, starting the first game. Then we have uh, Nick Pavetta, who had a kind of breakout season last year. He's been kicking around for a while. Um, and has always so kind of had... Yeah, he, he really put it together last year. And he's always one of these guys who kind of had flashes of what he could do. Yeah, he's and always then, been kind of... People thought he was yeah. going to be good. He's never really panned out. But right, he and he's been moments. kind of kicked around a little bit. But we've had him for a, a few years now, and he seems to be kind of thriving in the system. Yeah. Um, Tanner Hawk... Is going to start third, and he really finished the season so well last season. Um, and he's young; uh, he's got a big curveball, you know, mid nineties fastball. And then Michael Waka, who, yeah. you know, probably will not do super great. Yeah. Is, this uh, Rich Rich Hill? Hill. Is that yeah, the same Rich Hill? Is that the same Rich Hill? Yeah, it's <laughs> old forty-two, I think. He's like fucking the old guy in major major league. Yeah, yeah not, exactly. Not 
I and don't he, trust that Red Sox rotation. No. Right, but they have two more starters. They have one. They have Garrett Whitlock, who's stretched out as a starter right now, um, and then they have um, what's his name? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, Cutter Crawford, who's also stretched out, but they're going to use this long relief, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple guys they have. I can't remember their names. Um, There's a couple young guys who can make spot starts out of the, out of the, you know, come up if they need to. Um, But we have redundancy at starting pitcher um, and we have an improved bullpen. The thing that concerns me is the bullpen more than the starting pitching. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that we have some question marks in the bullpen. And, um, you know, I think that we have enough guys who can do well enough at the starting position for us to win a plenty of fucking games with the with the lineup that we're trotting out there. Right. I agree with you with the offense. I think Devos is this interesting case in that Devos is an MVP caliber player except he plays in the same league as Shohei Otani. No, he doesn't. League. Oh, in the same league. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, he plays and, in the same division as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Exactly, yeah. What? I was going to mention that. <laughs> um, because Devers... Devers is like... I, I think Devers is, you know, he's a superstar in the making, and he can yeah. just fucking clobber the ball. He's only 25. His defense is pretty bad. Um and, you know, still time to improve, and he has been improving. But this kid is going to, you know, he's going to hit 40 home runs a year for 12 years. You know what I mean? Like, this kid is, he's, when he hits the ball, it like, you, like, there's real power there, you know? Right, right. All right, who's your number two team? Number two, I got the Rays. Um, and... You know, all I can say about the Rays is they won 100 games last year and nobody thought that they would be able to hang after injuries to two of their starting pitchers, including Tyler Glass now, who blamed it on not being able to use sticky stuff. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, They're, you know, they're smart. They're probably the smartest organization in Major League Baseball. They're going to compete. and they they're just you know they're they're playing on a different kind of level as everybody else the reason that i think they're going to come up short this year is pretty simple they're kind of entering the tail side of their championship window and they aren't willing to spend the money that other teams in the division are to kind of ex uh, and, and like the money or you know the prospects in trades they're not willing to spend that money to keep that window open anymore. what's that I agree. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, they just signed uh, Wander Franco to a huge extension, right? Like 10 or 11 years, like almost $200 million, something like that. Um, so look for him to have a kind of MVP runner up after Shohei Otani uh, season. Uh, you know, look for Randy Rosarina to continue his dominancy atop of Joel's 10 greatest Randys of all time. Five, top five, top five. Top five. (laughs) Right. 
yep. look for him to <clears throat> look for him to stay at the top of that list. Um, but they're they've already been dealt some pretty uh, serious pitching, like not necessarily. Like one guy got injured. One guy's coming back from injury. Tyler Glasnow is probably looking at a midseason return. Um, Shane Boz is hurt, and then they just traded uh, Austin Meadows from the middle of their or- order. <clears throat> Like two days before the season started, the Tigers. Tigers. Um, So you know they got they still have a like three guys or four guys at the back of their bullpen who are throwing a hundred miles an hour. Um, They're going to be good. They're just not going to be as good as they were last year. I don't understand why. Tampa Bay's ownership doesn't take that next step and be like, yes, we've got this great model for building an excellent team. And then we need to sign John Carlos Stanton or Bryce Harper. Like that's how you build a winning team. You build it from the bottom up using your, your farm system, get guys on the cheap, but then you go out and you pay $100 million for Bryce Hart right. or John Carlos Stanton or someone like that. You need – it's a both-and system to build a World Series winning team. Right. Right, exactly. And that's what you need to do if you want to win the World Series. Yeah. Like, Oakland has proven that if you're not willing to spend that money, you can be a competitive team every season. You just can't win the World Series. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what the Rays are doing. Um, Oakland won the I World Series. They won the World Series. Oh no, they won. They beat the Giants in '89. In yeah, in '89, <laughs> but that was they won was, three in a row with Reggie Jackson. Well, that was the '70s. The '70s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're talking thirty plus years ago now at this point. Um, and we're talking, you know, whatever, 15 or 10 or 15 years of them being pretty competitive. Wait, so let me get this straight. Are you picking the Blue Jays to finish third in this division? Third. Wow. And this, this yeah, is my no, next I'm step. Blue I'm on the Blue Jays band. I think Thomas and I are both on the Blue Jays band. Right? All right, well, check this I, out. I wouldn't go that far. What but can I'm... I say, What can I say about the Blue Jays that has not already been beaten to death by the lamestream sports media. Lamestream. Right? These guys fucking are so hard for the Blue Jays right now. It's it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, the fucking Blue Jays. It's like, right. I get that unvaccinated players can't play in Canada, and that be, may be their greatest struggle. J.D. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. The Blue Jays are going to be good, right? But... Here's a hot take: Is are they really any improved from last season? Right? They made some splashes in the hot stove season, landing Matt Chapman uh, at third base and Kevin Gooseman during the offseason. Kevin Gausman. 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 But they came in like they lost the number three MVP vote getter, Marcus Simeon. And they lost their the Cy Young Award winner, Robbie Ray, right? So it's like you're bringing these two guys in, these two big names. They're two big acquisitions in the offseason. 
to replace these two guys that they lost. And I would say that they are neither of those guys are as good as the guys they lost. So you're saying Kevin Gosman is not as good as Robbie Ray was last season. Right. I, I think that Robbie Robbie Ray was playing way over his head last season. Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like you know, to say that like it's like okay, we lost Robbie Ray, we signed this other guy, he's going to be as good as Robbie Ray was last season. I don't fucking see that. I don't <laughs> see Matt Chapman would have to improve his hitting like ten times from where he was last season, fifteen times from where he was last season to be as good as Marcus Simeon was last season. So like. Sure, the young core is really strong. They still have to prove consistency because I don't, I haven't seen consistency. Like they played well last season. It's not to say that they're going to play well this season. And I feel like they're, they're, you know, other than those two big names that they signed, which aren't as good as the two big names that they lost, the, the additions have been minimal. Their bullpen is suspect. Um, and so my call on the Blue Jays is do not believe the hype. I think that the biggest acquisition they got in the offseason is not allowing unvaccinated players into their country at all. <laughs> like, that's the thing that they have going for them more than any of these other moves. Mm. So my thing with the Blue Jays, and as soon as I say this, I'm, I'm questioning myself because they had by far the best run differential of any team in Major League Baseball last year. And and they they underperformed that severely. They had a bad bullpen. They got a bad bullpen. And they, they lost close games. Yes, they, they always lost every close game. They could right. only win a game if they matched the ball with Hernandez, Guerrero, and Semyon, who is now gone. They still have Fiasco right. Hernandez, though, right? Right. And and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette, who's a really good Bichette. player, um, but he's injury-prone, Bo Bichette is. Um, oh, he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good, well, you know, He's a good player. He's a good player. They're all good players. Uh, I don't think that this Blue Jays team is better than this Blue Jays team from last season. So I, I'm not, I'm not buying the Blue Jays are the next, the, the second coming. So I'm just not, I'm not buying it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think they're going to win the division. I'm betting on the Blue Jays to win. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, is this where we do our thing? Cause you're not going to say anything really about the Yankees. Oh, he's still got to talk about the New York Baseball team. Well, and the Baltimore Orioles. I don't have much to say about the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> it's probably better that way, right? Yeah. Um, all right, Yankees. Uh, the Yankees they're are overrated. Bad. They're going to suck ass. It's gonna be the fun. Yankees are overrated. They yep. have been overrated for a while. Every year. They will con- and they will continue to be overrated this season. Aaron Judge is never going to develop into the MVP caliber player that New York and ESPN so desperately want him to be. Amen. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is what? He's 30, he's 36, 37. Uh, he's 32. Is he? He's not. I don't think he's that young. I'm, I'm too old to play in Major League Baseball. I know I'm older than Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> um, 
How old is he? Damn it. Yeah. Uh, I'll look it up right now. Uh, but but he's, he's aging game. out of his he's aging out of his prime years. Um, Luis Severino is trash. Garrett Cole's not yep. going to be able to perform consistently yep. without his sticky stuff. Uh, I got the Yankees winning like eighty five to eighty eight games, and will probably miss the playoffs. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> they got Josh Donaldson. Right, who's he's old. He's my age. He's old. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but he is the most Yankees guy I could see them signing. Like, I'm so I'm actually really happy the Yankees got Josh Donaldson because finally I can like hate him with the full exactly the yeah. full roar of my teeth, you know. Yes, he deserves to be on the fucking Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we. Probably, I think as baseball fans, we all deserve having him on the Yankees. So yeah. like, it all can just be there, you know. Yes, he's probably not going to be able to play in Toronto this season. Let's just say him and Mike, him and Aaron Judge also, and JD Martinez, and JD Martinez probably. Uh, my favorite thing about how trash the Yankees are is that they traded away Gary Sanchez, and then all these Yankee fans on Twitter suddenly discovered how amazing Kyle Higashioka was at catcher because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> like these fucking Yankee fan pieces of shit spend, what, 10 years talking about how great Gary Sanchez is as like a defensive catcher and then they trade him away and they're like, oh, Kyle Higashioka is going to be an all-star. No, you fucking morons. You just didn't listen to us when we told you that Gary Sanchez was a piece of shit and has always been a piece of shit. Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. at his job. God damn it. Higashioka is also not good. Like, he's not a piece of shit like Sanchez, but he's not a good catcher. Oh, my God. He's a good catcher. He's not a good hitter. He's neither. He's he's a subpar major league baseball player, yeah. and they're counting on him to be the next Mickey Mantle or Yogi Berra. That's what they want. Fucking dumbass piece of shit Yankee fan. Also, yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <Paul>. Yeah. <coughs> Joey yeah, Gallo's gonna hit fifty gonna homers. Be- I don't think so. Joey Gallo will continue to be the best right fielder on the New York Yankees, even though he doesn't play. Yeah, right Joey Gallo them. will probably be. Yeah, like they'll, they'll Judge Stanton Gallo. Wait, is Brett Gardner not on the team? I fucking hope not. But I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think they probably is. Yeah, I'm looking at Roto Champ. I don't see him on there. <laughs> <laughs> Like you not on, like Thomas, you're not on the Yankees either. Uh, I'm I'm I, I, I they always kind of make me worried. You and Brett Gardner would have the exact same war in 2022. If I played, mine would be worse. Now you a Bassett Hound and Brett Gardner. You could in center field. I'll take me any day for 162 games for sure. <laughs> Bassett Hound's close second, though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I the Yankees are kind of gnarly. I don't, I'm 
I think the Red Sox have trouble had trouble last year with defense, and they had trouble in the bullpen. And I don't. I think. The, and I think that. I think. It, I think it's the Blue Jays division to lose, honestly. Yeah, but do they don't see it? Well, that's okay. <clears throat> they're not as good. They're just the same as they were last year at best. Uh, anyway, the Orioles. Got, um, Orioles are going to be the most improved team in the AL East next year. That's my hot take for the Orioles. Uh, they're going to win seven more. No, they're going to win ten more games than they won last year. They're going to win fifty-eight games. They only won 48 games last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good that's a good pick. And the fucking Orioles, man, like they have this catching their number one prospect in baseball is an Orioles catcher. And that's the only thing that anyone's Adley been Rushman. saying about the Orioles for like two years. So I'm oh hoping that we get it look at this kid this year because like the Orioles have absolutely nothing else going on. I've been talking about this guy for two years. I don't even think he's going to make, I don't think he's on the 40 man. Jesus Christ. They're just probably not trying to give him. Yeah. Adley Rashman or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a pretty reasonable take the 58 games out of 10, 10 game improvement on the, I would, I would give it even a 15, a possibility of a 15, 15 game improvement. Yeah. What? How about 64 wins? No. No, that's too many. No, not a chance. That... 62, 63 is where I stop. They got, they, they, don't, they, they haven't done anything. Like that. I don't know. I feel like I'm being generous with a 50, 58 game win, win season. I, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just like letting it all hang out and saying that they might win 15 more games. Right. Than they won last year, which was probably got to be among the lowest win totals in any professional baseball season, right? 48, that's got to be. What are the all-time worst records? Oh, this is something I'm going to Google. Or what? Cleveland Spiders, 1902. What was it? I don't know, but they didn't play 152 games, but they had like a 10% winning percentage. And then the St. Louis Browns during World War II, that's the other one. Because they were like basically a... a oh, no, they won 52 games last season. Sorry, my bad. Oh. The Orioles. They only lost so, 110 yeah. games. Yeah, they only lost 110 games. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and it's like everyone else in the division won at least 90 games. <laughs> the Orioles the thing is that yeah. Yeah. The Tigers were 47 and 114 in 2019. Really? And in 2003, the Tigers were 43 and 119. Those are the most recent terrible performances. So they're not that far off. What, how many did you say it was? 48? 52. Oh, shit. Well, I, I it thought was, it was 48, but I was wrong. It was 52. Maybe the Pirates won 48 games last top, top Top 40 worst all time, but uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So, well, okay, so then I say they only – I'm 10-game improvement. I'm back on the, on you with, with you on that one. 62 games. Uh, uh, so, Sam, Sam, here's my last question. Okay. 
The Red Sox don't have a bullpen, though, do they? Uh, the Red Sox have a lot of guys in the bullpen, some of whom could be good. <laughs> uh, the Red Sox didn't really have a bullpen last year, um, and it kind of like they made it work. They're going to do the same thing this year. Matt Barnes have... is not hitting the same numbers. Something's gone wrong with Matt Barnes. If he can fix yeah. it, they'll be okay. But if he can't fix they're... himself, they're, they're weak. Right. We're going to need uh, a closer probably at some, maybe at the, maybe at the trade deadline, we'll get a closer or something, but the, uh, or, or maybe this kid, um, Cutter Crawford can step in because he throws high nineties gas for sure. Um, but the, we, we have, I can't remember. We picked up a number of guys this off season who are going to, be better than some of the guys we had last season. And then we have a couple of the guys we had last season. Ryan Brazier's pretty good. Uh, the Japanese dude whose name I can neither remember nor pronounce. Uh, Hirokazu Sawamura? Sawamura, yeah, exactly. Um, he's good. Uh, the bullpen's going to be okay. I'm concerned about our late inning, like kind of close the door sort of guys. because. I'm not sure we have those. I mean, Brian Boston Brazier is such a, a weird guy. The, but the the Fenway is such a weird place to have a kind of crummy bullpen because it kind of late games late in games get weird there no matter who's coming out of the fucking bullpen. Yeah, yeah, huh. it's uh, you know, it's like high and bloom nonsense is what's going on in the bullpen. I'd say right now. You know, I think Alex Gore is a really good manager. He manages his pitching staff very well um, and generally is able to get, uh, you know, top performances out of people. So I think that, um, I think that, you know, the bullpen is maybe something we're going to address at the trade deadline if that's something that we feel like we need. Um, And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good season. Oh, it's going to be a great season. It'll be a great season. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, so that's been Sam's AL East preview. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This is our last time the three of us are together before opening day. You guys fucking... I'm so excited. So fucking excited. We're going to have baseball. I could probably do a B block AL West now, maybe. Do it. Yeah. We could talk it. about it. But uh, yeah, uh, good luck this season, everybody. It might, yeah. we let it be known that, but it might be we were all in two leagues, fantasy baseball leagues together, the, the three of us. So <laughs> uh, best, best to all of you in that as well. Oh, oh, Thomas and Sam, let's try not to make every episode us talking about our fantasy teams that's the <laughs> least popular content that we produce it's going to be right. great because we're all three going to get really confused about which league is in which league <laughs> which, right. which players we have yeah oh no 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 that's not that league who did it, what, what was it God damn it. <laughs> i got uh, tickets to white Sox versus rays in two weeks there you go. I'm excited. I haven't bought any baseball tickets yet. I'm too scared.
Yep. You kind of said that and then looked behind him as if it were a ghost. <laughs> For the listeners at home. <laughs> Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Dub on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Hey, happy opening day, guys. We got there. We did it. It's all up to you, the fans. Really appreciate it. Uh, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out SoundCloud, Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Facebook at Dump on the Ump, all your social media applications, Instagram, Dump on the Ump. For Sam and Thomas, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet baby, I'm going.